Iconic makeup artist. Beauty industry revolutionary. Entrepreneur. Bobby Brown is all these things and so much more. Throughout her career, she has crossed paths with some of the most accomplished people at the top of their field. These conversations are a look into their inspiring lives because everyone has a story. This is Long Story Short with Bobby Brown. Today I'm talking to Gandhi. No, it's not the Gandhi you're thinking of, but his great great granddaughter, Meta Gandhi. She is known to friends and fans as Baby Hot Sauce. She is a co host of iHeartRadio's Elvis Duran and the Morning Show. It's a morning radio program based out of New York City's Z100, which is syndicated in over 70 markets. The first time I met Gandhi was actually when I was a guest on Elvis Duran in the morning show. And what I liked about her instantly is she's really funny. She's really sweet. And we can see eye to eye since we are both five foot tall. Please welcome my friend, Baby Hot Sauce, also known as Gandhi. So we're going to start with a with a fire round that I've never done before, but we just thought okay. we're going to try something different. What did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, I wanted to be an animal trainer. I still do. You kind of are, aren't you, with Elvis? A little bit. <laughs> okay, just kidding. <laughs> What's your signature cocktail? Whiskey on the rocks. It's not even a cocktail, just straight drink. Huh. <laughs> What's your go-to meal? If I have to choose just one, I love Indian food. Uh, probably bale puri. And what's the last thing you ate that you wish you hadn't? <laughs> Everything. Um, let's see. I had, so I have really tried to stop eating meat lately. Um, not because I don't like it. I love it. I love the taste of it. But I just, I have a conflict in my heart about eating it. However, yesterday I broke for the first time since New Year's and or New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. And I had a taco that had steak in it. And I wish I hadn't done that. Really? Yeah. Yesterday. Oh, I love steak tartare. I'm a vegan but with steak tartare. I'm just kidding. I'm not a vegan. <laughs> I'm not a vegan. Describe yourself as a teenager in three words. Ooh, rambunctious, uh, hardworking, a little bit naughty. Well, naughty. Naughty. Yeah. Okay. And if you could have any three people over for dinner, dead or alive, who would they be? Uh, my first boyfriend who passed away. Um, my great grandfather, Gandhi. And probably my grandma who passed away also. Aw. Yeah. Who would play you in a movie of your life? Who would make most sense to play me or who The question should is play who me? would who would play you? Who so you could play me. answer that either way. Hmm. I mean in a dream world I would love it to be someone like Aishwarya Rai, like Miss Universe or Priyanka uh-huh. Chopra. But <laughs> if I'm being realistic, maybe <sighs> So what's funny is a lot of people tell me that I look like other people, none of which are my race. So one of the people I get a lot is Mila Kunis, which is very strange to me. But I would go with her. Okay. Like her personality. Okay. Uh, that works. I do that. <laughs> that works. Um, your favorite Instagram troll hole. Troll hole. I mean, this is really tough. So there's a page I follow called Kids Getting Hurt, and it makes me laugh <laughs> so hard. <laughs> it could be that one. Um World Star and Baller Alert are always fascinating. There's stuff going on there. Um, I think those would be the three. Okay. I can't pick between them. Mine's always like food porn. Some okay. kind of really good food. <laughs> so what is your can't live without product? Any category. What can't you live without? That's a good question. Any category. One thing that I cannot live without. <laughs> as weird as this answer might be or boring and basic, chapstick 
or lip gloss. I just like I smile a lot. Uh And if my lips feel dry, it's awful. I like to be able to freely smile when I want to. Okay, one last question. Yes. What's one job you've never done that you think you'd be really good at? Animal trainer. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. A full circle. Come right back. Full circle. (laughs) All right. Well, so, so grateful that you came in to talk to me. Thank you for having me. This is really cool. Yeah. No, it's so cool. First of all, I think you're so cool. I think you're so funny. Oh, my gosh. And uh, Baby Hot Sauce, where'd you get that name? So... (laughs) I hopped on Instagram when Instagram first came out, like 2011. So I was way younger and I didn't think it was going to be anything that stuck or grew. I was at a different place in my career and my life. And I love the little bottles of like hotel hot sauce. Uh So as opposed to just picking my name, Mayla Gandhi, which nobody can say nor spell, I went with baby hot sauce thinking "Eh, I could toss it when I want to. And then a lot of things changed. And now I'm just kind of stuck with it. I could change it, but it's just become such a part of everything that we talk about and joke about and I still love hot sauce so I keep it and you're yeah I think you'll always look like a baby like <laughs> Thanks. No, I, I, I think because it. of our height it could like, be it yeah how tall are you five foot me too high five yeah or high low five. five I guess yeah all right well we're, <laughs> you you have a little bit extra hair on top yes so I'm, yes small small person big hair yeah it makes me feel bigger yeah interesting yeah. really interesting do you wear flats or do you wear heels I wear flats all the time I love sneakers I'm a sneakerhead. Um, so Heels, I will wear, but know that if you see me in heels, I'm not happy about it. It's a wedding or some formal event where I'm trying to look taller or skinnier. You know yeah, how that goes. I know, taller and skinnier. Yeah. That's not what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Am I wearing too much black? I'm wearing navy today. You look great. You don't need to be taller navy. or skinnier. Yeah, but in my head. Oh. In my head. So there's so many like different questions I have to ask you, but I've got to start with definitely the elephant in the room. I mean, what is it like growing up with a last name, Gandhi? Oh, So it's, I feel like this answer that I'm going to give always disappoints people, but it really hasn't been all that different because I grew up in the United States. So one, a lot of people just assume that there are a million Gandhis, so you're not related. A lot of people ask if you are, and then when I tell them yes, they say, no, you're not. (laughs) And then the people who do know, it's not that big of a deal to them because it was in a different country, completely different time. So it hasn't really had a huge effect on me growing up here. Now, when I go to India, it's a very different story, but I didn't grow up there. So, But it's a huge deal. First of all, Mahatma Gandhi is my husband's hero. So when I told him last night, he's like, I hope you did your research. I'm like, (laughs) yeah, I read all about her. He's like, not about her. I'm like, that's a different podcast, babe. (laughs) So you'll have to meet him because he's going to have to to ask you everything. But honestly, did you write papers about him growing up? Yes. So when I was younger, anytime that there was a history project where you had to pick a famous person and write a biography about them, I was always just assigned Uh to do Gandhi. And I was fine with that. I didn't mind it. And it was very easy after you did it 9,000 times. But they really wanted to hear about it. And I was pretty fortunate that my family has a lot of mementos and things from him. Like? Like like we've got some peace medals. I have in my um, closet at home one of the cloths that he used to wear. Uh. Yeah, we have really some cool stuff. So that always added a little flair to the project. And then I would get a good grade. So I don't mind. <laughs> and what about photos? Like, do you have a lot of like family photos of him? Yes. Yeah, so my, he died in 1948. My dad wasn't born until after he passed away, but okay. his brother is 12 years older than him. So we do have some photos of my uncle holding his hand and walking and being in the ashram. And of course, my grandmother and my grandfather both being all around all the time. And those, I love those. 
I look at them and I'm just impressed, as impressed as everybody else is. I'm like, that is cool. Oh that my is, gosh. It's so cool. <laughs> it's really cool. It is. It's so cool. And it must, you know, it's like, I think it'd be one thing if you're a Kennedy, you know, you're a, you're a Bush, <laughs> but you're a Gandhi. I mean, I just think that's like so incredible. Thank you. I appreciate it. I wish that I could have some type of, you know, like claim to it. But I was just born lucky into a family that did some cool things. I can't claim anything about it. I'm very different than all of them. They're all doctors and lawyers and I'm <laughs> me on a radio show. <laughs> okay. So first of all, do you ever feel that you should be doing something else and giving back and being a nurse or doing something? Sometimes, yes. Sometimes I look around at like our family reunions and I think, wow, all of these people, if we were stuck on a desert island, could save a life or do something important. And I probably couldn't if given that chance. However, there are times where we get emails or a direct message on Instagram of somebody saying, I was having the worst day ever. I was crying in my car and you said this. And it made me laugh and it made me feel like everything was okay. And it's very different than saving a life, but those little things mean a lot to me. So I'm okay with it. So you're a good person. No, you care, not well, always. You no, you care, <laughs> no, you care about people. I do care about people. Yeah. Well, I mean, I kind of felt the same way being a makeup artist. And I was asked to speak at the women, the widows of the world trade. Oof. And I'll never forget, I walked in this room and there's, you know, 500 women or however many there were holding babies. And I like... I literally started sobbing in front of everybody and they gave me tissue and then we talked about it. And I said, yeah, but I'm just a makeup. They said, yeah, but you could make us feel better. Even if it's just for a minute, it's, we'll take it. Oh, I think that about hair and makeup all the time. It makes such a difference. When I have my hair and makeup done, I feel like a different person. I walk a bit more confidently. I feel more comfortable in my own skin. Whether or not that's right, it's true. Yeah. It's like positive witchcraft. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get blowouts? I do. Do you do? Can you blow out your own hair? I can. It doesn't look very good. My hair is naturally pretty curly. Uh huh. Um. So I try to let it let it curl when it can or when it needs to when it's humid outside. But yeah, I I blow it out. And are you from a big family? How many kids? No, my immediate family is not big. Uh, just my sister, my older sister, and mm -hmm. myself. Uh, my mom and dad. But I have a bunch of cousins, and we're all very close. And now you know they've got their own kids, yeah. so the family has grown. And we do what we call Gandhi Palooza every year, uh -huh. where all of us get together <laughs> in a different place, and it's great. Oh, yeah. where, where is this year? Well, we already did it in Niagara Falls in May. It was wonderful. Oh, cool! There were like thirty of us. It was great. So you grew up in Florida. I grew up, so I've moved all over the place. Uh, partly Columbus, Ohio, and Miami, Florida are the two that I would say north of Miami, Florida. But yes, I graduated from high school there, went to college there until the very end, and then I transferred back up to Ohio State. So who was the first Gandhi to move to the United States? So United States would be my uncle, Shanti. Um, he moved, I don't know exactly which year it was, but he's a heart surgeon. So he came over and got a residency in Youngstown, Ohio, and they lived there for a while, and then my dad came, and then my mom came. And are your parents surgeons, doctors? No. So my dad is retired now. My mom is actually one in charge of HR for the Postal Service. Uh-huh. Yeah. So wow. she's pretty interesting. Wow. Gosh. <laughs> she has great stories. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. And what about your dad? What did he do? Um, He was an accountant. Uh-huh. My sister, my older sister, is a pediatric nurse practitioner. And all of my cousins are doctors or lawyers. And There's one economist. <laughs> okay. And how, how, how and when did you decide you wanted to go into radio? Or did you decide? I didn't decide. I'm still not sure if it's a good idea. Okay. <laughs> so, so what, tell me about your first job. First job ever, first job in radio. First job in radio. First job in radio. I 
transferred to Ohio State. And I moved, I left Miami, Florida because I thought I was partying too much. And I was, you know, I was Pro- going to college. You? Were oh, you partying too much? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Um, I was going to college. I had an internship with Senator Bill Nelson and I worked, but I still found time to just mess around all the time. And I remember thinking one day, you know, I could just probably drop out of school and bartend on the beach and live a great life. And as soon as I thought that, I thought, you got to get out of here. Yeah. It, you can't do this. This isn't your family. This isn't the way that you were raised. This isn't the life that you want forever. So I moved. I transferred to Ohio State. My sister was in Ohio. And I was kind of depressed when I moved back up there because going from being 20 years old in Miami, Florida to Columbus, Ohio, it's a little yeah. different. You know? <laughs> so one of my very good friends up there, she sent me an internship application and she said, I think you might like this. You can get college credit for it. Maybe it will lift your spirits and you wouldn't be so bored. You should try out this internship at a radio station. And I did. And here we are. And what did you do? What was your job there? I was interning for the morning show. So I would go in every day and we would, you know, cut weather and edit audio at the end of the day. Um, you, weren't on, you weren't on air, though. A little bit, yeah. You were. Mm-hmm. And then after my first internship well, after the semester ended, they asked if I would come back. So I thought, yeah, love this. This is fun. And then I ran out of credits and I couldn't do it anymore. So they offered me a part-time position, which I thought was great, but I didn't realize how great that was at the time. So I was like 20, you right. know? So I took it and then I was just in the right place at the right time and things shifted and they asked me if I would interview for a producer position and I said yes and I got hired full-time to do morning radio while I was still in college. Cool. At Ohio State, yeah. Cool. What did you major in? I double majored in political science and strategic communication. Uh-huh. Okay. I've used really none of them. Well, strategic communication. Ah, I mean, we're not that on, strategic. You're on, you're on Instagram. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I mean, come on. There's a strategy about it. There is. You're supposed yeah. to post it certain yeah. times. Yeah. You're right. You so it. then what was your what was your first on-air job? It was the morning show. There. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. WNCI 97.9 in Columbus, Ohio. That was my first on-air everything. And I'm I'm very fortunate that I've never been outside of morning radio. Mm-hmm. So my body kind of adjusted to this weird clock when I was in college. And I've never, because everyone says, oh, how do you wake up so early? That's so yeah, crazy. what time do you have to wake up? I get up at 3.30, oh. sometimes 3.45. Uh-huh. Uh, but I'm very used to it now. Because when you're in college and you have crazy hours anyway, yeah. and you throw this on top of it, it's great. What time do you go to bed? Way later than I should. I sleep in shifts. Everyone that knows me, they say I'm like a puppy. Like I just go to bed when I feel like it. I'm sitting on in the car, go to sleep. <laughs> I go to sleep around 11.30 or 12, and then I wake up at 3.30. But I'll take a nap if I'm tired. I just, it's, it's kind of all over the place. Yeah. I should do better. Okay. And how long were you at that radio station? Eight years. Okay. And then you went to, what was your next one? Boston. To Boston. And I went to Boston. Yeah. And I was on a show called Maddie in the Morning on KISS 108. That's a big show. Big show. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really, I've been really lucky to work with some really great people. I learned so much from all of them. You know, good things, bad things, things you want to do, things you never want to do. Um, but yeah, I was with Maddie in the Morning and I was there for three years. And then this opportunity came out of nowhere. So this was like a seven-month process. It was a – what was it like? It was crazy. So I had just signed a contract in Boston to stick around for a while there. And I had planned on it. That was – you know, I never thought of using anything to get somewhere else. I liked it there. Boston's a great city uh, once you kind of get accustomed to it. Yeah. And so I got a call from Z100. 
um, asking if I would send in a demo, and I did. And then they asked if I would stop by when I was in town, and I did. And we got along very well. And did you had you heard of Elvis Duran? Oh, yeah. I had heard of Elvis Duran when I started in radio. I mean, this was the place, I think, if you work in radio, working for Z100, the Elvis Duran show in particular is where you want to get eventually. That's that's the goal. I just never thought it was in my right. cards to have happen. So when I stopped by and we all got along so well, I thought, oh, that was fun. Cool. See you later. And then they called back and said, we want you to actually come in and audition, audition. And it got very sticky because I hadn't told Boston that any of this was going on because I didn't think that it was anything that needed to be addressed. And then when they said, we want you to come in and audition, I had to tell. And the crap hit the fan. And it was a long, sticky, messy process. And so what happened when you went, like you went back and you said you have this crazy opportunity you weren't looking. Yes. And then what'd they do? Uh, so some people were very upset and thought I was looking and thought that I was dishonest about the process and that I had used that city as sort of a springboard to get somewhere else. So it became this big controversy. There was some really crappy stuff set on the air back and forth between all parties <laughs> involved. Really? Yeah, I would say Boston fired the first shots, probably. Um and but it, you were still working there. At I was the time. still working there. It was yeah, yeah. It was a crazy, crazy situation. And did you have a lawyer? No, no. I still don't. No, no. Okay. Everyone laughs at me for this. A know. shrink? Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. Smoke a lot of weed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it, you know, it ended up working out the way it should, and I made the choice I wanted to make, and I don't have any regrets about it. I loved my time there. I still love the people there, no matter what happened. And they let uh, you out of your contract. Well, it's all iHeartMedia, so ah. there was no real fight about okay, a contract. Gotcha. It was more, we don't want her to leave here. Oh, but we do want her here. So then there was a bit of a so a they struggle. had to fight it out amongst themselves. A little kinda. bit. Yeah. Yeah. But ultimately it was, I mean, what I want to do, you know, and I wanted to be here. So what was it, what was it like meeting Elvis? He is so friendly. I expected to walk into a situation where, I mean, this is like we talked about. It's the top of the top with radio. So I expected to walk into a room full of egos because they all know that they are what everybody wants to be. And it was exactly the opposite of that. They are very welcoming and warm and friendly and intelligent and helpful. And somebody told me, you're walking into a family. This isn't a job. You're going to spend so much time with these people. You are going to get to know each other so well. And I've been in radio for a long time, so I know that it becomes a family. But this was very immediate. It happened really quickly. And Elvis is such a caring, generous person. He's a very he, he's wonderful amazing. person. He was my first guest on this podcast, I think, right? I remember you guys talking yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. And he just looks at the world from a very different angle. He's very accepting and open. I remember one of the first conversations that we had was him saying, I know that you're a fun, quirky, very different person, and I don't want you to change any of that. I want you to be exactly who you are because that's why we found you. That's why we hired you. Uh. Don't think you have to become like us. Don't think you have to fill any expectations or live up to something. We hired you for you. Be you, no matter what that is. And I was like, this is awesome. Love it. And um, what's the most fun thing about your job? Oh, gosh. Just one thing? Yeah, or just... Yeah. I mean, I get paid to laugh every morning. I would say that's probably the best part about it. And sometimes I think that can get lost on a lot of people, but it's really hard to have a bad day when you're surrounded by these goofy people just doing goofy things. I love that. The perks are obviously great. Concerts, travel, wonderful. But the fact that I get paid to laugh every day, I think that's the best part. 
And who's the most interesting person you've met, like guest-wise, that comes in? Oh, guest-wise. Mm, this is really tough because- like, Oh my God, I'm meeting- mm. Um, Guest-wise, so once, I don't know if you've ever heard of this wacky professor from Massachusetts. His name is George Church. And he believes that cloning the woolly mammoth is going to stop climate change. And he's a very intelligent person. They've kind of spoofed on him and made fun of him on The Daily Show a few times. <sighs> But he's fascinating. Like, just to sit and talk to him about some of the things that he's got in his head, it's great. I love those kind of guests versus just the... Justin Bieber. Not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would take George Bieber, Church yeah. over Justin Bieber oh, any yeah. day, which is the weird, goofy stuff about me. Uh -huh. that. Like, I really, really want to meet Bill Nye. That's my bucket list person. Uh -huh. Love to meet him. So why don't you get him on the show? I would love to. He just has to be doing some press. Bring him in. Oh, yeah, I have a list of people that I'm like, Bill Nye, Jason Momoa. And Rihanna, love her. Rihanna, <laughs> yeah. you haven't met her. Nope. No. And I would love to. Yeah, I my want husband, her to be my, my husband. Loves her too. I think I like your husband something. a lot. I think you would yeah. too. Yeah, he's he's the smarter, uh, taller example of, <laughs> of me. But yes. Yeah. What does your husband do? My husband is a real estate developer, an attorney, a businessman. Oh my god! And I can't make a move without him. We've been married thirty years. Congratulations! Yeah. You got a boyfriend? I do. Yeah. What does he do? He has a very interesting job. Um, he works for an umbrella company of Ford, and they manage the Ford fleet of cars. So they build the prototype vehicles for all of these. Like, really, no, no, so I was like, an umbrella company? What kind of umbrellas? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so they, like, the cars for the Transformers yeah. movies, they build them. Oh, uh, cool. Um, and they're, so he's in Vegas right now. They have a big auto show that they're doing where they roll out the new line of Where's XYZ. his office? Michigan. Michigan. Yes. Okay, so where did you meet him? Sixth grade. Really? Yeah. You're kidding. He lived in my neighborhood. Uh-huh. He was a neighborhood kid. We used to fight all the time, throw things at each other. Uh -huh. And we rode the bus together. We were always mean to each other. And then we both moved and kind of reconnected online a few years ago because of sneakers. We would talk about, like, stupid, nothing really that important. And then his job brought him to New York. And... I left a comment on his Instagram, like, really? You're down the street and you can't even say hi? And he was like, oh, no, let's go out. Like, let's show me around the city. Let's go do something fun. So we went out, and ever since, it's been. So how long has it been? Not that long. Yeah. Uh, what is today? It's been, like, four months okay. of this. Okay. Yeah. That's so, so crazy. A long time. Yeah, he's awesome. Oh, that's so nice. He's great. Yeah. Elvis met him not too long ago. And? He, they really got along. Yeah. Very well, yeah. Well, you wouldn't be with someone that wasn't nice. I hope not. Right? Have yeah. you ever been with someone that wasn't nice? Uh, no. No. Not really. No. I mean, I've dated somebody that I shouldn't have dated. Yeah. But it wasn't that he wasn't nice. It was that we weren't nice together. Yeah. You know how that goes. Uh -huh. He's independently a great person. I think independently I'm a good person. But together we just brought out the worst in each other. So I don't blame him for it. I just think it was a bad combination. So it's not evident now, but you definitely have like a saucy side. Like yes. stuff that comes out of your mouth. For sure. Do you ever <laughs> get like public... You know, like, what are you doing? You're a descendant of Gandhi. And Nonstop. You're, yeah. So yes. talk talk about that. So a lot of people, more so in India, are not happy with the way that they think I represent the family. To which I say, I'm not trying to represent the family. There are a lot of great people who can do that. We have spokespeople, my parents, my sister, any person in the family can be the representative. It's not me. I don't go places and speak about it. 
I it's just not within me to do that. I also think it's very funny the divide that you see from the Indian people because the older generation are typically the ones that say shame on you for wearing this, for doing this, for saying this. The younger people are much more empowering. It's the new India that a lot of people have been talking about saying, thank God you are on your own path, doing your own thing, saying whatever you want to. And thankfully, my parents are always on my side. They know. They said, you know, since the time you were little, we thought, what's this one going to (laughs) do? And you found a job that you can do and say all the things you wanted to do and say, and it works out. So they've been super supportive about it. My dad laughs every now and then when he reads like a blog online or sees a stupid video and he'll send it to me. And he's like, did you know that you were embarrassing the entire family? Like, I did know, Dad. Thanks. (laughs) So it's good that you got him as a supporter. Oh, yeah, they're great. Have you ever brought them on the show or in the show? Yeah, they've been on. So my mom was on on my first day. She tried to get Elvis's number. We shut that down real quick uh-huh. um, because she's worried, you know, oh, my gosh, you're in a big city all by yourself. So she wanted to have someone to check in on me. And I said, that's the weirdest thing to ask my boss for his number to check in on me. I'll give you anyone else's Aww. number. My cousin lives here. I think that would be okay. She's like, no, I want his number. So we got in a big fight about that. She does not have his number. Well, tell your mom I have his number. And <laughs> since I'm a, I'm a Jewish mom, she can call me and I'll make sure that, you know. She would want your of. number too. Yeah. She's just, and she will call you too. Yeah. Is she okay? Like, you call me. But that's fine. Let's call her now. Yeah. <laughs> she would love it. Aw. Where yes. is she? She is in, they're in Tampa, Florida. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Florida. So what's, what's the worst thing about your newfound fame? Like, is there anything that you're like, I did not expect that? So I never feel like I have fame. I feel like I got a really cool job that maybe some people notice every now and then. Whenever people stop to take a picture, I always think, huh, this is so cool. It never gets old. I think it's so nice. Like, without those people, I wouldn't have a job or a livelihood or be able to do this fun stuff all the time. I think the worst part is when friends or family get dragged into something online because some people are just without joy in their life. And, you know, someone slid into my boyfriend's DMs and said some really racist stuff to him. And he was really, he is not. He is uh, part Japanese and white. Whoa, the kids. (laughs) Just think of what those kids are going to look like. Oh my gosh, everyone says Oh my gosh. So they said some really horrible stuff about race mixing and how dare you. I don't think they realized that he was part Japanese. I think they just thought he was white. Um, How dare you? This is disgusting. If you don't think that she's banging a bunch of, I don't know if I can say this. Yeah. Okay. You could say it. If you don't think she's banging a bunch of black dudes when you're not around, think again, like just horrible things. And he is not any part of this world. Like not even a little bit. He barely posts anything. He just looks at stuff like it. And I know that it bothered him that that happened. And then it bothered me and I wanted to kill this person. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Come at me as hard as you want to. I'm used to it. So it sounds like you have two sides. You have the, you know, the on-air saucy and you have the good girl. Yes. Nice. I like to think I'm a lot nicer than people think I am. Um, I just say. You seem totally nice. Thanks. Why would people think you're not nice? Because I say things that I know everyone else is thinking. Yeah. And then, you know, you get a bad rap for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I could see why Elvis chose you. Oh, thank you. I could definitely. That's so nice. Yeah. So how do you take care of yourself? In which ways? Physical. I work out. Mm-hmm. Not nearly as much as I should. What kind of working out? Uh, I like to box. Boxing is my favorite. Um, it's also one of, I think, the best workouts you can ever get, especially us as women. You don't typically use your upper body in that mm-hmm. way as we much. We boxed this morning. Did you box this morning? We did, me and Juddie. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, Kickboxing? Ba- baby Oof. boxing. No, yeah. 
we have a bag in our basement because I have three boys and when they were young and they were ready to kill each other, we would throw them in the basement and tell them to go box. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's still hanging. <laughs> and it really gets out a lot yeah. of like tension and aggression. Like you can't spend an hour boxing and not feel good at the right. end of it. Even if you feel your legs are shaking and you're like jelly, you want to fall down, it still feels good. I also like to play soccer and I love dancing. Uh-huh. So I like to partake in activities much more than just go out and run. That's so boring to me. But, and, and how about your diet? You said you were struggling with like eating meat or not eating meat. Do you follow any particular? No. No. I should, but no. I don't. No. <laughs> no, 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 you shouldn't. Well, I mean, no, there's a lot of stuff. It's, you know, as medicine evolves, you realize that you can pr- avoid all the medicine if you just take care of yourself, if you eat right, if you drink water, if you are doing the things that make total sense. It's not rocket science to do these things. No, food is medicine. Right. There's no question. Right. Prevent it yeah. with the food. Right. So in that capacity, I could yeah. definitely do better. Yeah. Just eat, you know, basically my advice, I'm a health coach. I went back to school and I got my degree mm-hmm. as a health coach. And what I learned is you do what's intuitively right, but you just eat a lot of plants. Yes. Like I'm not saying don't eat the meat, but you eat a lot of plants. Right. And that really does help. And plants taste good. I yeah. love them. Yeah. Mushrooms, eggplant, like all kinds of stuff. I could do the vegetarian thing yeah. all day until that taco came around. Have you been to Inde? No. Where's <gasps> that? It is an Indian restaurant, but it's a health food, Indian food. It's on like 25th Street. It is the best, best food I've ever tasted. It's like healthy, delicious. They have everything from like chocolate, uh, avocado pudding. That sounds amazing. To just like, it's like Indian food done the healthy way. Huh. Yeah, it's really good. Because Indian food can be very unhealthy. Yes, it can be. <laughs> but tastes so good. I know, it's really good. But mm. all those spices are part of our culture now. I mean, all your culture is all part of our health and wellness. Oh, yeah. You know, turmeric and black pepper to get the turmeric working and mm-hmm. all this. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? It is. I look at all these different things like, oh, this new inventive blah, blah. And I think my mom's been doing that yeah. my whole life. But yeah. cool. I'm glad yeah. everyone's catching on now. I take um, ashwagandha. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay. And uh, I just started taking trifala. Is that how you say it? Do you know that one? That's good for digestion and other stuff. Yeah. I'm going to go look that up now. Oh, yeah. No, it's really cool. So what else do you want to do? With my life? Yeah. Is there any like, yeah, besides train animals? (laughs) I love to travel. I love to see the world. I love how much life experience and perspective you get from seeing the way other people live. And I love coming home. It makes me appreciate everything I have here so much more. Um, I would love to be a voiceover for cartoons. That's been my goal hmm. forever, I, along with Animal Trainer. I just think that, like, one Disney movie, even if I could just sneeze in the background, I don't care what it is. That's all I want to do. I could see it. I would love oh, it. Oh, no, I won't say I could see it. I could hear it. Yeah, thank you. I could hear it. Working on that sneeze uh, for so long. Uh. Um, I would love to do that. I would love to just be able to take care of my parents and my family, and they can totally take care of themselves and they're fine, but I just want to be able to be that safety net for everyone, you know? So whatever it would take to get there, I would like to do that. So you want to make more money? Oh, sure. Okay. You hear that, yeah. I heard? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so besides being a voiceover, which will happen one day, um, you. do you see, like, your brand exploding other places, maybe globally? I mean, perhaps there's a baby hot sauce show in India. Maybe. Uh, so I have never really thought about that. I, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't think a lot about the future. I think about right now. 
because I don't ever want to waste right now thinking about all the things that happened before or the things that could happen in the future because there's a lot happening right now that's really you should just take a step back and enjoy it. And I think because of that, I don't give a lot of thought to, hmm, do I want my own show? I love being part of a team. I think it's great. I like the team that we have. But not instead of. I would see it. Evolving too? You know, just you, look, you're done working at 10 in the morning. Yes, I am. You have a little <laughs> bit of time to do something else. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. I would, yeah, that would be cool. I mean, I would love to be able to talk about only the things I want to talk about, you know, and say we are restricted a little bit as far as content and things you can talk about and things that the audience wants to listen to. It's not so much a restriction from Elvis as much as, you know, people are going to start tuning out when I get really upset about something politically and start to say, I know other people are thinking, but yeah. you turn people off with that. I would love to be able to just like freestyle. We could turn those people off. We don't care. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I would, I'm certainly open to it, but it's not necessarily something that I've thought about yet. I think that'd be cool though. But how about a line of baby hot sauces? Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm such an entrepreneur. It's like, come on. Baby I would hot do that. sauces. I would love to yeah. do that because I like to mix hot sauces yeah. too. But currently, I'm a big fan of Cholula because they have this green pepper sauce. That's awesome. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not not saying no to anything. Yeah, I would I would do it for Cholula sure. Cholula times baby hot sauce. I, yeah. I'm, like yeah. the Adidas by Fenty. Exactly. Like Rihanna did. Yeah, that's, yeah. How, that's how things start. <laughs> well, I think you're fascinating, and I think you're the cutest thing. We could be friends. I would love to. What is the one piece of advice you would give to people that are listening? If there's something you want to do, do it now. Don't wait for the time to be right, because the time is never right. That is excellent. Thank you. Kiss Elvis for me. Okay. And thanks so much for coming on my show. Thanks I can't so much wait for to having see, me. Cannot wait to see what else you're going to be doing. And, and I, I can't, can't wait to see the kids. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. <laughs> We're going to pause on that for a minute. But, <laughs> but thanks. Aww. I really appreciate you inviting me over here. This is Aww. so cool. Oh, thanks. Can I just say yeah. that when I first moved here and found out that you and Elvis were friends, I was like, you're friends with Bobby Brown? Are you <laughs> kidding me? Uh -uh. And then one of the women who I used to work with in Columbus, she was like, Bobby Brown and Elvis are friends, I think. And this was, I was in Boston. Yeah. She was like creeping. She was doing the yeah. deep dive. So meeting you has been awesome. Aww. And you're like, you're such a friendly, nice person. Aww. It's been great. So thanks. Aww, thanks. Yeah, thank you. So that was my conversation with Gandhi. I think she is adorable, funny, quirky. And I love that she's not afraid to speak her mind, even if it's not something that's going to be popular. I look forward to seeing what she's going to be doing in her future. And that's it for this episode of Long Story Short. If you like the show, tell a friend. Also, rate and review the show in Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions for me, email them to askbobbybrown at gmail.com. Or you can follow me on Instagram at justbobbybrown and let me know who you'd like me to interview, anything else you want to see. Thanks for listening. This is Long Story Short with Bobby Brown, a Gallery Media Group production.